You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Montgomery County. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. It is Tuesday. It's a beautiful day here, July 17th, 2018. Hanging out in the studio, the Lone Star Community Radio Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. It is going to be a good day today. We got special guests coming into the studio, so stick around for that. We have Priyanka Jory. Uh, in the studio with Woodlands Eco Realty. So if you have your re- realty questions, it'll be a great time to visit Facebook, Twitter, social media, all that stuff with Morris Lone Star. Uh, yeah, and in the studio with me is, of course, my co-host, Sean. Hello. With C3 Content Creative. You get closer every uh, day. Every day. <laughs> Hold on, let me think about this. Content Creative. I always want to say solutions, but it's C squared. So I got our. Yeah, you got three C's in there. So what? what's. Creative. Content. Uh huh. And I create them, so creations. Oh, okay. Content. Cre- oh. Creative content creation. There you go. Say it three more times for me. Creative content creations. Creative content creations. Dot com. Creative content creations. Dot com. com. Good. Bye. You know, I try. No, you, it's a valiant effort, my friend. I missed you yesterday. I know. We, had, uh, we were off yesterday. We had a replay. And then uh, I actually tuned back. in. <laughs> That's one thing I'm still trying to figure out is how to let people know besides our social media that if we have a show or not. And it's, we're working on it, folks. So don't freak out. Maybe uh, black smoke instead of yeah. white smoke or yeah, shooting up red flares. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> We're brought to you by Connor Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean. Let's do some weather and traffic for the Montgomery County area, and then we'll come back to that. Uh, traffic conditions in the Montgomery County area, everything's looking pretty good. I'm not seeing any accidents or instances in the area, east to west, north to south. No issues at all. If you're heading into Houston, you're going to run some issues at the Shepherd Curve. There is an accident being reported right there in the Houston area. That's I-45 southbound around the Shepherd Curb area, and that's the Shepherd exit, if you don't know what that means. And Highway 69 looks good to go north and south through Montgomery County. So what's weather like going on? Weather, excuse me, we're already up to 80. High of 97 today. It's getting hotter and hotter. Uh, This weekend, looking to be up to 100 degrees high. Man. Uh, Global warming? Maybe, maybe not. It's Texas summer, right? And, of course, with the high humidity, humidity already today, 90%. So it already feels like 88. Good news. Only a 1% chance of rain, though. Yeah. All week long. So we got some cloudiness, some sunshininess. Uh, and a lot of that African dust, if you can't hear it in my voice, that's that African dust. Actually, I was going to comment, I think that's just normal for you. I don't think there's one episode or one show we've done where you've not, you're not coughing. I wonder what that is. I think it's just you're so nervous. Is that it? I think that's what it is. My nerves. It could be my nerves. I don't know. Maybe you just have a throat problem. Yeah, come over here and give your old Uncle Skippy a kiss here. That's yeah. so gross. Get off my lawn, you darn kids. But uh, we it was a good weekend, and the World Cup finally happened, so that's it's over now. 
And it blew the prognosticators out of the water. Everyone thought either Mexico or Germany, and they exited relatively early. This Mexico? Time. Yeah, they said Mexico or Germany. They remember the, the opening, uh, the octopus or whatever, and everyone said it's going to be Germany unless they go out in the semifinals, and they'll definitely be in the semifinals, and then it'll go to Mexico. Well, yeah, it was kind of a wild ride. It was fun. And I, I, you know what's weird, though? I was talking to Holly about it. I, I remember it was either 2014 or 2010, one of those. It, I was always watching games. I also think it's the time difference we have because most games were on at like 10 a.m., which is right in the middle of the workday. Mm -hmm. So and I told her, I was like, you know, I'm kind of surprised I didn't really watch a lot. I mean, I probably watched out of all the games, I think I watched six. And I know that seems like a lot to some people, but there was a lot of soccer being played in the last yeah. month and a half. So, and that's one thing that's kind of funny to me. Like, I don't even remember seeing Australia. I was reading an article about how, like, they got kicked out and this player who's been playing for them for, like, 24 years or something like that retired. And I was like, they were in the World Cup? No, like, when you say got kicked out, you mean they lost the they, game or they got, they, got, they got, they got knocked out. out? Oh, knocked out. Okay. And so I was like, I didn't even know they were in the World Cup. <laughs> So that's like that. I was like, that's pretty bad for not knowing like every single team. I guess I didn't know every single team, but enough to where like I just didn't remember Australia being in it. There you go. But yeah, France. You know, my favorite. Well, my favorite social media funny f after the World Cup is it shows you how different countries celebrate. Apparently they riot in France and then Croatia just has a party, <laughs> even though they got second place. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have. I wonder what Croatian food is. Russian? I, I I guess. I mean, how long was Croatia part of Russia? Ever since, like, when they weren't always Russian. Right, but that's like saying American food. we got Tex-Mex. We've got well, I California well, would it, would, It'd be more American because we took from other people. I imagine Croatia was something before Russia took it over. And so what would the, Russian food be? I don't know. Lots that's, of cabbage. I know that. But... I'm just saying yeah. with the people who lived there for generations, mm -hmm. what were they before Russia? Like well, before Russia was the USSR, what was it before that? Well, you had the Russian Empire, which became the Soviet Union or mm -hmm. the USSR. Now it's the Russian Federation of Independence. What a great States. day for history lesson here with Sean, <laughs> Professor <laughs> Let's move past that one because so. who cares? Well, no, I mean, because I think there was an Anthony Bourdain episode about that in New Mexico uh, that I saw recently, and he basically went through the history of New Mexico because New Mexico has been owned by different types of people and how the food today has been infused by all the different types. So it was like there's Spanish, there's Mexico, uh, and then there's Native American, and then there's American. All like when you go try the foods and different spices. And so I learned a lot about spices that day watching that episode. Hmm. So are they maintaining all of Bourdain's shows, like the stuff that you'd yeah, already— Yeah, you can watch—we'll be watching them occasionally when we just want to watch something that's fun. Because his show is really entertaining. It's well-produced, and it's only 30 minutes, so you're getting a little glimpse of something entertaining. You're not dedicating you know, a whole movie time to it. But, uh, yeah, you can watch his uh, his CNN show, whatever show is on CNN— the Parts Unknown? Yeah, that, that that's on uh, Netflix. The only Bourdain show I watched and enjoyed was called The Layover, I think, mm -hmm. where basically if you're stuck in an airport or, you know, you know, if you're flying internationally and you're stuck somewhere for 24 hours, what you can do, you know, the site, basically it's telling you 
these are the sites you want to see. This is the food you want to try. This is the restaurant you want to so forth. And I remember um, one of the episodes, he was at Changi Airport. And I've talked about that. It's the most awesome airport ever. It's in Singapore. And he walked through that and stepped outside to eat some uh, uh, Singapore food. And that was a good episode. I like that one. But how many airports do you know that actually have a butterfly sanctuary in it? You know, like the one in the museum district where you walk through, there's a little rainforest. Yeah, but I don't really know a lot of places that's like, hey, let's have an airport and a butterfly museum together. That's what I mean. How many airports do you know that have that? So. Yeah. You don't, but, you don't think all the fumes and stuff would be bad for butterflies? Oh, no. This was this was very hermetically sealed, uh, truly. So, yeah, it was, it was nice. A nice airport. Uh, it was there four times. Well, okay. Yeah. But what else is going on? <laughs> Beyond the travel world, uh, lots of stuff happened locally. So, uh, yeah, the weekend was uh, slash busy slash relaxed for me. Uh, didn't have to run around too much. Didn't have to drive up to Dallas like I thought I was going to have to. But I was able to get some work done, unpacking the house more bit by bit, cooking some food, filling the pantry. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. How about you? Anything exciting, exciting? Uh, we watched World Cup. Family came up, uh, and then we just spent time together. I showed them around Conroe, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had fire up the bands, if you didn't know that. They had a sellout. Right. Um, Did you attend? No, I was around the area, though. Okay. Did and you hear it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of packed. So it's pretty noticeable when there's a party going on in downtown Conroe because there's only so many places people can park. Mm-hmm. So it's like you come down like, oh, something's going on down here. And that's what's going on. It was the last weekend, unfortunately, for the murder comedy murder musical, musical comedy murder mystery. 19, musical comedy murders in 1940. Yeah, that was the last weekend. But I think Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka's still going. Yeah. And uh, rave reviews all around. So go see that. Speaking of Fire Up the Bands, do you know that they raised $15,000 for the Conroe Firefighters Foundation? Well, you know, what's funny is I, I, I wanted to ask them because it's always the details because they changed up the way they did the fundraiser where they did kind of like a private party and then they had a public party at like 930 and it was different prices and stuff like that. And when they said they sold out of the private party, I was like, well, that makes that means they made a lot of money, right? So now I know how much money they made, $15,000 plus some change for the, the latecomers. For the latecomers? Well, yeah, because they never were making mm-hmm. the, the, VIP, the, the non-VIP people. Right. Uh, and you're right. I'm glad it did work out because when we were uh, when I was getting explained to me, I was kind of in my head trying to picture how that was going to work. And if people get uptight going, well, I want to watch them. But I'm glad it really worked out. Fifteen thou. Well done. What is also really neat to see a business like the Pacific Yard House do a private event? Because that's considered a private event, right? Yeah. So that's kind of kind of risky, I imagine, on a restaurant's part. Yeah, they have to weigh the possibility that no one will show up. But well, then when, no, and then when people show up, like, I can't get in here? What kind of crap place is this? Well, you know, in sitcoms, it always works out. You always have the restaurant with the sign on the door. Closed for a private party and no one cares. So maybe it's split over into reality. Yeah. You never know. never know. It depends on how hungry I am. Right? Yep. If I'm starving. <laughs> They'll say, I go pro- across the street. Go to the corner pub. It is 9-12 right now. Mornings alone. So we've got more to talk about local stuff and also interesting things that Sean and I need to catch up on. If you got a comment, question, or anything, please visit us on YouTube Live, Facebook Live. We'd love to have your comments. We can hear you right there. We're broadcasting live. And also you can hear us worldwide at ourlonestar.com. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star. We'll be right back. Oh, no.
Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS for Mornings of Lone Star. Here every weekday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. We're broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio and, of course, our YouTube and Facebook page. Join us. Join us. We got special guests coming in today around 10 o'clock. We have Priyanka Jory with Woodlands Eco Realty, and we're going to talk about... Buying homes, selling homes, and right, and others. also she also does a lot of like nonprofit stuff. We'll get we'll get to that. Right. Whatever, who cares? And uh, <laughs> that's reserved for her at ten o'clock. We're very excited about having her in. That means if you have questions for her, uh, you know, just you know, message us, whatever. Yeah, so, we're easy. I've been having this conspiracy theory going on, and uh, I want to know people's thoughts. And this isn't concrete. I'm not reporting actual facts here, but I've just kind of noticed. Something that's really strange, and it has to do with philanthropy, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, you do, you of did. rich people. So it was recently announced that I saw that Warren Buffett, who's a rich dude, uh, is donating $3.4 billion uh, to do the Gates and family charities. Uh, this is from Reuters.com, so you know it's like 100% true. Reuters, but you were very Reuters, close. whatever. You're very close. So my conspiracy theory question is, why does it always seem that rich people donate to rich people's stuff? So rich people donating to other rich people. Yeah. Like I've probably seen this this headline in some shape or form. Buffett or mm-hmm. like rich dude donates to rich dude. Well, I think there are many reasons for it. Uh, one off, it's you get more uh, – Publicity for it because both sides. Well, do you think Warren Buffett's in a position where he needs publicity? Yes. Why? Always, you can always need more money because if you can afford to, how, how many billions is it? One point three point four. Three point four billion. You're gonna have to replenish that sooner or later because there's only so much tax break you get on that. Yeah. And so let's say if I'm worth I'm worth ten billion. Well, if I give out three point four billion a year in three years, it's gone. So you know you want to replenish it because. Uh, yeah, well, it, it does great know. things, like, but it's also like, not truly altruistic because 
you well, get a you, tax break? Well, do you feel though that if you make reports like three point four billion, me being an average person, like I won't donate to them anymore because like these got three point four billion. And that's the other reason. I, I it's a very good point. I think that's why they don't give it to Red Cross because it's like Red Cross gets three billion from Warren Buffett. People are gonna go well then. Red Cross doesn't need my money. I just smell something do. suspicious. That's well, all. it's also you get a, I think the donor gets a better say in where the money goes to. You give to Red Cross or Salvation Army or Goodwill or Amnesty International, and it goes into a slush fund. You can't say, I want this to, you know, build, rebuild Puerto Rico or, I, you know, I want to help Hawaii. It just goes into a slush fund and you have no real control. I give it to Bill Gates. It's like, so hey, Bill. To give you an idea. $24.5 billion he's given to the Gates Foundation. Wow. So. There's a cozy bedfellow relationship there. Like, I'm going to check this out. Now, see, I'm, just, I'm asking, do you think there's something suspicious there? But, okay, so what's or the do you think it's Gates just, Foundation do you think do it's it? just the rich people's club? I think it's the rich people's club. You know, and they like, get to. When you go out and play crochet or whatever, it's like, oh, hey, by the way. Crochet, but you were very close. I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep you on your <laughs> You're toes. You're doing awesome. It, 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 more Conroe <laughs> coffee. But I think I think it's a little suspicious. I, I, I think a lot of it, the primary reason for rich people to give to other rich people's foundations. And if you notice, that $3.4 is not going to the Clinton Foundation. It's not going to a political foundation. Are they still open? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I mean, they're still open, but what I'm saying, it's not going political. This is a nonpartisan going to Bill Gates Foundation. I'd like to see what Bill Gates puts it out for, but I'm guessing advancing technology and developing nations and increasing uh, technological education awareness in America. Yeah, it seems like there's a bunch of other organizations under the Gates Right, yeah, the foundation is this umbrella, and then yeah. you can pick and choose. And so this is where they get to pat each other on the back. Hey, Bill, remember that $3.4 I gave you last year? Check out this stock for me. So there is some back scratching going on. So it's it's not complete. I'm not, not being cynical about it because they just, are benefiting. It's just kind of, kind of interesting. It is odd. Who controls the money? There's rich people. But it's money that's going to nonprofit. Controlled by a rich person. There you go. Well, would you rather a poor person control your money? I don't know. I just think I think there's a conspiracy theory. That's all. There you go. Well, well, if there's a conspiracy theory, AAA cannot be far behind. What do they get out of it? They get more money. I can't argue with that. We haven't talked about AAA in a while. We got to get them back on the air. Find out what the, the latest uh, world domination plans are. Yeah. Hmm. I figured, I just want to see what your thoughts on that were. And then, you know, my other topic I always like talking about is the CEOs that get in trouble. So, you know, the guy from Papa John's is continuously being in the news for different, like, it's like you can just see it going <laughs> Very down. Very idiocy, yes. You can just see it going down, <laughs> and uh, Mama Mama John's is going to be the new name for it, for the new for the pizza company. Oh, I missed that. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. Wow, that uh, was good. Yeah, I made that up. But uh, well played, sir. Well now, played. now Tesla guy is in trouble because he's been, you know, going on Twitter and doing stuff. I think Elon Musk may have smoked something over the weekend because you hear what he did. Didn't he call someone a pedo? Well, like yeah, pedo he didn't call just someone. How do you a pedo? correctly pronounce that? Is pedo. Pedo. Okay, thank you. But I thought that was a diving acronym. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really thought that was like the joke, and no. no one ever corrected it. I wonder if it is though. No. There are some people that have a hair trigger that you say the wrong thing and they just go nuclear. And something happened in Elon Musk's brain, justified or not, meaning 
whatever it was said, I, I have no idea what it was, but it set him off. And he didn't call just somebody uh, implied they were a pedophile. It was the head of the rescue team, a former SEAL. Because he's like, I didn't even see that guy there. I don't even think it was there. <laughs> and apparently this all stemmed from Musk dropped off his little submarine. Remember, he yeah. was okay. And they didn't use it because they looked at it and knew it wasn't going to work. They said, listen, it's, this thing's five feet long. It won't go around corners. You know, there are parts where there's water. There's parts where there's no water. And it's too heavy to take out of the water. You know, it's not going to work. And Musk just went off on them saying, I, I'm going to. Well, he's always, it through he's myself. always been one of those few people who are not afraid to defend themselves. And that's that's enough to, to defend yourself, to say, hey, OK, if this doesn't work, let me know what I can do. But you just don't show up in the middle of a rescue thing with a five foot long cylinder and say, here, use this. Oh, if you don't, you're a pedophile. That's not defending it because they said, sorry, you know, it's not going to work. It's, it's too big. Uh, it won't go around corners. It's not flexible. Uh, you got to drag it over stuff that's not going to work. And, and these it only fit one boy at a time as well. You know, it wasn't a group thing. In other words, you think a little submarine, I'm thinking little Nautilus, little Beatles yellow submarine. No, this was basically a photon torpedo where, you know, where they put the body in to shoot out in space. And Musk just went off on it, accused the, the guy of never being there saying that he was going to pilot it himself. Oh, my and favorite find is bet a signed dollar. It's true. So he's, I mean, I, he, something, he was smoking something or he, he missed his medication. If, if he's taking medication for some chemical imbalances, I think he missed a dose because that was nuclear option. Uh-huh. I know, I read it. It's just, and with the difficulties that Tesla is in right now, I yeah. think he needs to. Well, the reason I brought it up, up is because we talked about the direct connection to losing a business to the CEO's behavior. And like we talk about Jeff Bezos, that'll never happen to him because Amazon's just too big. Well, yeah, well, Jeff Bezos is now personally worth $150 billion. So he's he, he, he could he could do a, a satanic goat slaying ritual with, you know, just do horrible, horrible things and just walk away with billions of dollars in the bank account. So we must hope that he decides not to. I'm just waiting for the, the true story about the cave, like how the kids because I was reading one thing about it. They actually had a swim. At the very beginning mm-hmm. to get into the cave. Yeah, it, it's. And that's what happened. As they swam there, it's just like, ah, you know, 50 yards or whatever. And then you go in there. Right behind them, this monsoon came. So while they're there, they finish the swimming. Well, they're I'm, there, I'm and that's when the monsoon thinking hit. thinking about walking into a cave, and then it's like, oh, hey, here's a, here's a tight spot. We got to swim through it. But it's not the first time. The, that place where they yeah. went to, the particular cave, was a ritual that had been going for many, many years. So what do you think is going to happen with Elon? You think he's going to do an investigation on this guy? No, I think he, right. I, I think Elon's PR guy brought a big old roll of duct tape. Yeah, and said, "Elon, let's talk you and I." But a signed dollar. <laughs> I like that saying now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Elon. Sh- sh- yeah, we want to go to space, man. I don't want to spend two hundred thousand dollars to the uh, the other people. Well, he could just repurpose his little five foot long. Torpedo yeah. tube into a, a, a little rocket. Okay, so we're going to shoot you straight up and straight down, and let's hope this parachute deploys. Yeah, I feared you enjoy that. I did enjoy that very much. Well, before we go to break, anything else going on? 
Well, when we come back, there's some local stuff that's been happening, which is nice. I, you know, let's let's spend some time talking about the local stuff. And nationally, a couple of towns are getting more and more into this, what's called a basic wage, basically giving people money for free, for no strings attached, just so they're not broke anymore. We can see how that's going to turn out. And internationally, we could always talk about the Helsinki Summit. Well, you know what I need to do is I was reading the, what the, the Gates Foundation does. Mm-hmm. Well, one of their things, they research innovations in toilets. Awesome! For for countries that are in a situation where plumbing and, and things aren't as well established. So what they could do is go to San Francisco, because apparently they have a feces problem. They've, well, yeah, when you invite people to say, ah, just poop on our So there we go. You got you to gotta make the rich people talk and then be <laughs> like, hey, we got a feces problem. There's a video of the mayor, the new mayor in San Francisco walking, and you can see a dude shooting up a needle, like in the video of her walking. I was like, that's pretty crazy. Holy cow. I was like, I'd be kind of weird if that was staged, but <laughs> you think someone would stage something like that? Well, unless they're going, okay, the mirror's coming quick, grab a yeah. fake needle. No, it wasn't staged. And she's like, there's just feces everywhere. So yeah, talk to the Gates Foundation. They have plenty of innovations with toilets. Right, there you go. The waterless toilet, I think, is could be what they're shooting for. Wouldn't that just be a vacuum in that way airplanes have? Well, yeah, kind of. Because, you know, your typical, typical toilet flush takes a minimum of 1.5 gallons. Gross. Yeah. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Warren's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 Six four seven three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back, Morning's One Star, with Skippy Hello. and me, Dick. It is nine thirty-one. Hanging out in the studio. Yeah. CEO's getting crazy. Getting cray-cray out there. I still like this uh, Papa John's deal. Like, each time I read a new headline, it's like another level of, like, awesome. Didn't he like, recently well, go on the record saying, I don't feel I should have resigned? Well, what's strange is he goes on a radio station, a local radio station, to talk about this. So I wonder if he's just, like, a frequent guest. And it's like, Papa, come on. Come on the radio again. Tell us about what's going on. Because... I think what I've read is they uh, the PR company blackmailed him for six million dollars, and they he didn't pay it, so they released the tape. That's that's a headline I read. <laughs> wow! And then uh, I read that he was kicked out of his office at the uh, corporate building. Mm-hmm. So I read that. So I think when all the dust settles down over here in Houston, uh, we'll uh, see what really goes on. My thought is, 
He didn't donate enough money to Bill Gates. Foundation. There you go. But he also lost the NFL sponsorship. They were the official pizza of the NFL. That's huge. And to lose that on your watch in a normal no, he business. He caused the loss. He didn't lose it on his watch. Like he caused it. True. Uh, so in a normal world, that would have gotten you fired as CEO. Yeah. Golden parachute or not. It's like telling you they're going to change the name to Mama John's Mama or something. John. <laughs> Uncle John's. Creepy Uncle John's pizza. What would you rename that company to? Well, if you're listening, you're on Facebook. Let us know what you would name, rename Papa John's to. And I want to get back with Brett because Brett made an interesting comment on Facebook Live about the Elon Musk. Like, apparently, he's being berated for two weeks or whatever mm -hmm. about the sub. I, you know, I think that's what happens when you go on Twitter. Like, if you're on, if you're on a platform that's available to everybody, you're gonna get you're gonna get stuff thrown at you. True, but and I don't want to say but and on top of that, the issue with Musk here, one, he went nuclear option. And um I know Brett knows I don't think he did though. I wouldn't call to that call someone a pedo. I mean, I think that was publicly. The, I think that's like uh well, someone out. it was the guy well, who oversaw saving these kids. Well, no, what I saw after that I read, I was like, why would he even call that's kind of random, isn't it? And then apparently that's kind of a stereotype in Thailand. Mm hmm So I mean that's not necessarily the nuclear option. It's more of like a distasteful comment to say about that, something. I, I swear to God, that's just like saying all black people are criminals. Or all yeah, Mexicans oh, yeah. are illegal. All white men in Thailand are uh, or pedophiles? Mm. No, you can't get away with that ever. And if you're a CEO of a corporation, though. what happens if he's right? I, I what was, would happen in a weird world, and then like somehow it comes out that he was right about call, name calling like that? Is that really it's still? Effective? Then he's not held for slander anymore. Right yeah. now, he's up for he's up on a huge honking lawsuit. You can't yeah. accuse someone of being a pedophile. Well, he deleted it from Twitter, so it never happened. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, and also, remember, it just wasn't someone. This was the guy that oversaw the rescue of fourteen. Well, it sounds like no one really knew, knows what's going on. Well, I think on our end, the the media is being told, ah, let's just look. Helsinki. That's true. Look over here. Don't look at Musk. Look, look, look at this oh, yeah. instead. And the in, incoming news is who, who wants to uh, uh, take Musk See, down? All right. So now we have a uh, listener, Missy, commenting about the pizza deal. So we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Right? Closing thoughts on the Elon thing. Elon, shut up, man. You're a CEO. You're supposed to hold yourself no, to a, a Don't higher listen standard. To him. Just do what you're you want. You're supposed got, to hold yourself to a higher you're going standard. going to space. You can leave everyone behind. Don't go nuclear option. And here's the thing. He's sulking because they didn't take his idea. That's all there is to it. He brought he brought a, a piece of equipment that was impractical for the job at hand, and, and they told him it ain't going to work. And he said, well, let me know. He should have said, let me know what I can do. I Instead think, of saying, no, I read that. That's what he said in the email. He's like, "We're going to continue working on it, but if you if you need it or whatever, we're here." Well, they rescued the boys, and then on the heels of that, he starts going off on the rescuer. What? Would how you, did A how, go to B? How, how sure are you that he's the rescuer? One hundred percent. He oversaw the rescue of the. Uh, so someone waving sure? at us. You're one hundred percent sure. Yes. Okay. I remember that we were recording the Shepherd podcast. You know it. Because I feel like there's a lot of things going on in this story that isn't clear yet. I meant the whole cave thing. Not, we'll find not, out. Not Elon's specific story, but the whole thing. We will find out. So, hopefully it's not crazy, but we'll find out. But Papa John's. 
why would you what would you rename it to? Oh, good question. You you said Misty had a had a point? Well she just said we should call it a crappy expensive ripoff of Little Caesar's five dollar <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Which I'm gonna have to say deny that. Well, it's not the, the same as five, $5. There's also Papa Murphy's pizza, which is they give you a raw pizza and you put it in the oven yourself to make you somehow feel better with life. I have no idea what the scoop is on that. So they should get rid of the Papa's. Yeah. Part. And get rid of the John's part. You can call it like Johnny's pizza. Well, you know, Johnny Bravo's pizza. You can do something because the problem with rebranding, if you get too far away from the original, sometimes you want to. But let's say if Subway, after the whole Jared likes little kids revelation, it's Subway, yeah. So they could have changed it to you know. But he Jared also Empire sandwiches. Well, he and also wasn't the owner of the. But he, he wasn't named Subway. Wasn't named after Jared. Okay, we know we all know Jared, right? Quick, tell me the name of the CEO of Subway. Never knew. There, was. that's my point. He Did was they a public have face. a CEO. It's, it's not CEO so much as the public face. Okay. Some companies yeah. have a, hi, I'm Cy Serling. I like what, the company so much I bought What it. I would do if I was Papa John's, I would rehire Peyton Manning and make him CEO. And you could probably do some funny commercials with Papa You know what? <laughs> Peyton's Pizza. Call it Papa Peyton. Papa Peyton. Papa Peyton's Pizza. <laughs> pay, pay, pay. I'm telling you, Papa Peyton Pizza. And then you can almost do like an IHOP thing and just kind of joke around. And then like six months later, oh, we're going back to the original name. It was a joke. Quick segue. So my mother calls me yesterday from Dallas. See what's going on, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm at IHOP right now. I just I just ordered a burger." And I'm like, "Uh huh." Which one? <laughs> so she went to she she ordered the same special we did, and she's like, "Is it going to be really good?" And I said, mm -mm. "It will. Mm -mm. It will uh, pass." Especially the when you're in a competition of, of different places that serve the same food. Yeah, I'll do a follow up on her today. I'll get her burger rating uh, review. Yeah. From IHOP in, in Dallas, because we were severely underwhelmed with our burgers. Yeah. They, they were burgers. They they fulfilled saying, the like, legal requirements of burgerness. But other than that, there was nothing to write home about. That's funny. I'm I'm just wondering what I'm telling you. Get Peyton Manning back into the into the commercials. Peyton's pizza. Because you can't change it, Papa John. You can't change it. Because how would you be different from any other pizza place? Well, that was what separated Papa John's from Domino's, Little see better Little Caesars. Better pizza. Well, no, Little Caesars. They're they're cheap. That's their shtick. You yeah. get exactly what you pay for. But you know what? For the most people, pizza is pizza. And then they added the deep. Did dish. you say pizza? 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 <laughs> I did. <laughs> so there's that Papa Murphy's. It's raw. You know, they throw it together. It's not cooked. They give it to you. You cook it yourself. Domino's delivers. That's their thing. You know, everyone Pizza Hut. Was come they, on, you well, know, they have, had the buffet, they had the family style, but then, like, I, I don't think they have that anymore, do they? Well, no, it's it's they, they downsize that a bit because they, they also the wings. sucked in Pizza Inn, I believe. Yeah, so they just Pizza Hut and wings, uh, hot wings or whatever they called. So they've all got a shtick. What separated Papa John's from everything else is they, they were all American. You I know, thought it was just we're more, NFL. they just put crime that they had better ingredients. It's a better made pizza for is it. I would say out of all of the pizza, I'd prefer Papa John's. See, I prefer the cheapest ones. Really? No. To me, for the most part, like with coffee, for the most part, coffee's coffee. Pizza's pizza. When I smoked, a cigarette was a cigarette. But there were, of course, you had the really good ones and the really bad ones, so you know to avoid those. And I love the cost of, 
uh, Little Caesars. You know, if I'm feeding, you know, if I have a big rehearsal and I'm feeding 20 cast members, I can buy five pizzas for 25 bucks. Yeah. And try that with Domino's. Now, of course, I don't have the delivery option, so sometimes it's worth paying more and getting Domino's delivered for you. Yeah, Missy said Mr. Gaddy's. I remember that place. Mr. Gaddy. Mrs. Skippy used I, to work at Mr. Gaddy's it, many, well, many, d- many years Double ago. Double Days took over the Pizza Hut family thing. And, and I guess CeCe's Pizza did, too. But CeCe's is the loan that you go there. They don't deliver there. They don't deliver, and it's just all the cheap pizza It's almost you can like, eat. why would you have a pizza place and not deliver? Because this is the place to let the kids run. Think about how many places know, are left like, in America. I feel like if you don't, if you have a pizza place, you deliver. Well, you got to. But it's not a pizza place traditionally. It's a let your kid we run live, riot. We live in spring on uh, over there in Luetta and Sooner Airline area. And that's where I grew up. And there's a place called Jackpot Pizza. It was like a mon- kind of like a mom and pop place. And that was that was the go-to place. Like that's my favorite Jackpot Pizza. pizza? Yeah, Jack- no, it's a marijuana distribution front. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. There's only like every time I went there was like two Hi. kids under the age of eighteen working there. So Hi. I'd like to order a deep dish with extra and oregano. There's another. There's another place there. I forgot what. I was actually literally on the corner of Sooner Airline and Luetta, across from Klein. I forgot what it's called though. I know the I know the location. I'm picturing it in my head, but I don't remember there being a pizza place. Like you go inside and eat too. And uh, of course, you all, you've got your your local. It's like a Chinese restaurant. It's not a chain. You got an ultra local. Uh, at the end of my street, I've got this. It's called Brothers Pizza, and the entire office. You know, the entire facility is literally the size of our studio. It's it's the entryway is probably the size of your booth. And then all the ovens are like big enough for here. They're not the cheapest, but they are really good. And they're always very friendly. There. Did you hear the argument that deep dish pizza is, or Chicago deep dish pizza isn't pizza? You know, Chicago, well, I thought Chicago and deep dish are two different things. I thought it was like all the same. Like, I, I thought Chicago was like the, there's a New York where the, it's like a really huge one where you kind of fold it in half and eat it. Is that New York deep style? Dish. Deep oh, dish no, I know deep dish, but I mean, I thought that was Chicago style. Somebody help me out here. Yeah, that's somebody's argument, though, is that uh, deep dish isn't real pizza. What is it, then? And so, well, it's more of a, it's kind of a non-eggy quiche or lasagna, just a very doughy lasagna. But there are a lot of pizza places, and a lot of those pizza places don't deliver. And that's, I mean, that's, I think that's wrong. And they have to have a shtick to get people to that's come wrong. in, that's whether wrong, it's the folks. price of the service. And John, uh, what's his name? Uh, former Papa. When, you know, he's he's left behind a company that really hasn't stood out. They, they'll need to do something radical to bring people back. Yeah, well, without the NFL, it's kind of like, where do you order pizza? I, mean, I don't really— Because no one else in the NBA is not going to pick him up now. You know, he's messed My up. My favorite pizza is the pizza that tastes good after you reheat it. I eat it cold? What do you mean reheat it? Arc eat it cold. Yeah. There's a lot of factors into ordering pizza. A little Caesars. You, you look like one of those little Caesar. Real Caesar morning, the Lone Star. I look like little Caesar. Nine forty-three. We accept all pizza here, so if you want to deliver pizza here, we'll accept it and we'll eat it. You're listening, Lone Star. Actually, I take that back. I've I had sardines on my pizza before. I ain't doing that again. Sardines or anchovies? Sardines and anchovies. No, no, no. You don't mix your fish. Well, not like at the same time. Oh, okay. But no, not sardines. And don't tell my wife because she loves They're sardines. They're way too big. Go figure. I don't know why. I went to those like special pizza places where they do off, you know, 
Like California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah, like whatever you want on it. I'm like, I will try that. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. 947 here on Mornings Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com worldwide. And of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Special guest today, Priyanka Jory with Woodlands Eco Realty. We're going to learn more about that. And also, she saves a lot of animals. Your month's animal sanctuary. I think think what she does is when they sell the house, any animal in it, she takes. So... Actually, you buy a house from her, you might end up with a puppy, you know, bow-tied. One thing it's also vice versa. Like, you're moving. Uh-huh. I don't want this dog anymore. Give it to Priyanka. She, I, I'm sure she has many at her sanctuary that that's happened. Although, if uh, if she's representing a client that they don't like animals, <laughs> she may just say, ah, uh-huh. go to, go to, go to Remax. That's true. Go elsewhere. People have a soft spot for animals. It's great. Yes, uh, Misty's kind of backing up your thought. We're just going to wrap up the pizza discussion, but she's wrapping up your thoughts, saying that if you don't deliver, you're missing out on a key demographic. Yeah. The stoner demographic. I I bet you some money on the dollar, signed dollar. Is that what it is? (laughs) On the signed dollar. I bet you a signed dollar that uh, Taco Bell has those kind of conversations. Like in their boardroom, let's make food to cater to the stoner community, the marijuana people. I bet they do. Right, and Whataburger is actually kind of a smart idea, maintaining their breakfast menu that it starts at 11 p.m. and yeah. goes to 11 a.m. That is— You know what they're doing that's remarkably smart is you can buy their products in H-E-B. Whataburger? Yeah, you can buy their pork sausage, and you can buy all their condiments. It's like the honey butter and all that kind of stuff. Okay. You can get that, and you can get bacon. Interesting. And I they, had no and idea. They make, and they make a pancake mix. What else, I, what else have I seen? But yeah. Well, see, now I'm jonesing for a bit of a, a Whataburger breakfast now. Yeah. But no, they, they're they're catering flat out. 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. That is, that is a <laughs> that's special breakfast time. It's second breakfast. Yeah, but that's that's normal though. Like if your place is open 24 hours, to me 11 to 11 is the normal breakfast time. For restaurants but no not the overnight even on the uh when a mcdonald's used to be until recently when mcdonald's had their breakfast menu become 24 hours breakfast only went from 6 to 10 30. they never did night stuff nope huh were they 24 hours uh, even those that were 20 whataburger was the first one to do the 24-hour drive-through hmm. and then others kind of latched on to when they realized a good thing was happening but until just a few months ago when they made their their breakfast mcdonald's made their breakfast menu 24 hours Breakfast time was 6 to 10.30, period. So they missed out on that whole during the night. Someone's late at night. They're, they're coming up for air from playing 18 hours of, of Doom or, or whatever. 
whatever the kids are playing nowadays, Call of Duty, and uh, or they they sleep in late, mildly hungover, they need a little hair on the dog, they'll go grab themselves a breakfast taquito from Whataburger. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I know, right? Be like Pavlov's dog in a bell tower. I'm just kind of drooling a little bit here. But yeah, I bet those conversations at the boardroom are really funny. Yeah, right. What can we get away with this time? How can we let people know? It's like in the 70s, there was this commercial for uh, this product called uh, Gold Star Ointment. Okay. And it would flash up on the screen and the scroll moving upwards. Everything it took care of, you know, psoriasis, uh, itches, bug bites, mosquito bites. It was designed to cure a uh, um, a social disease parasite. How can I? Basically, it was designed to get rid of crabs, but they couldn't say that on TV. So they had to, they were trying to figure out how can we let people know what this is for without actually telling them what it's well, for. Well, is the word crabs like the official medical term? Uh, I think they're called genital ticks or something like that. Some something funky. Well, if you're a doctor and you know the medical term for crabs, if you're a doctor or uh, master of useless. Now only trivia, a doctor. Like, I don't believe anyone else. If you're not a doctor, I got in so much trouble with Holly about that. Oh, what about, happened? About the difference between a nurse and a doctor. <laughs> no, ask her the difference between a nurse and a nurse practitioner. I found that one out by a nurse practitioner. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable how much difference there is between those yes, two. Yes, indeed. So it's pretty funny though. <laughs> yes, lice. Crab lice. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Okay, so did you see this local uh, story about a Connor woman biting a nose off another person and swallowing? Okay, of all the local news, it. I missed that one. Talk to me. Yeah, Jessica Collins, 41, was arrested by Harris County Precinct 4 constables early Friday morning. Uh, apparently, they were, they were responding to an assault, and the group of women went to the bar, apparently, where they indulged themselves and went back to one of the women's houses, and then they got in a fight. And she bit the nose off of another woman. And then swallow the nose. Ow. I'm kind of cringing a little bit yeah. here. You think she accidentally swallowed it? Because, you know, you, when you get heated in the fights, like you can't really control a lot of things you do. You're trying the best to control. And then it's like. No, because I think the natural reaction would be to spit it out. Yes, I'm saying. Like, I've, we're, we're going down. We're, we're perilously close to going down a rabbit hole here. But so I'm trying to be mature when I say. Well, if, if something's bitten, if, if there's something foreign in your mouth that you don't want, you, you know, you spit it out. So if, The swallowing is a, a conscious, you ain't getting this bad. So friends of the victim launched a GoFundMe page to raise money for medical costs, adding because of the missing piece that was never recovered, the, this person needs reconstructed plastic surgery. Wonder where they got the new nose from. I imagine they they did have a lot of like, probably a cadaver. It could be, although uh, a couple of weeks ago I saw a news headline. A quick segue here: there was a a gentleman who was born without his man part. It was a genetic thing. It happens. Yeah, unfortunately, and they actually created one for him and took multiple skin grafts from his arm. I was like. Hey, just use do the whole you, arm, people. Do you think the Dr. Frankenstein stuff, like when you're in school and you're kind of connecting the dots how to perform that kind of surgery? Because it's not like point A to point Z. It's like, hey, we got to get to F, which is make a new one. How are we going to do that? So you're sitting there in your lab trying to make a private part. Mm -hmm. 
That's what you. I mean, do you think it happened overnight, or do you think it took like sixty years of research? I, I, I think it's an ongoing process where the original was. There's like a lot the, of money, sir. You know, it, it, can you imagine going to the first year of medical school where they have all the, like the entry fields in medical school, and they got that one dark table in the corner? And it's like genitalia grow, replacement. Grow, grow some private parts. <laughs> it's a new budding field. Well, you know, they're growing human ears on mice and stuff. Yeah, and that cloning thing. So, I pretty soon, I think something like that would be there because uh, there there have been cadaver replacements, as it were. But this one, they fashioned it from his own body, you know, his own his own DNA, I shall say. How do we get on that? We were talking about uh, body parts somehow. Let's talk about that lady and Connor a bit off the nose. No, oh, yeah, so getting the nose it. back. Can't they just grow a new nose? Or I don't know. Well, they're raising money for it. Okay, well, best of luck to her. So maybe we could try to get her in. Uh, speaking of, like, arresting locally so uh recently seven prostitutes were arrested in a week-long where operation here in montgomery county in conroe so seven seven of them where in conroe uh i'm on street corners are you serious yeah, like old school yeah yeah they were targeting the the, the street level prostitution what street where are they on uh, i can find <laughs> are you curious I can just verify that I was well, indeed I, elsewhere. I, I, I always wondered how people could report that kind of stuff because they don't probably don't want to say the street corner, <laughs> right? Because of people's interests. But then it's kind of like, well, what's the point of saying it then? Now this is where I sound like the horrible, horrible person. The Conroe Courier has mugshots of these ladies. Yeah, were they part of the the fight, the nose fight? I don't think they're part of the nose fight. <clears throat> They could have been part of fights. You know what? I mean, I know this is sound bad, but they look like they're they worked corner and corner. That's what I yeah. I was trying how not to say it like that, but they were not your your TV movie. They were not your Julia Roberts hookers. You, you know the ones that just what are you doing being a prostitute? So Brad, I tried. Okay, I tried to ask, try to figure it out. Couldn't get the couldn't get the uh, the addresses from Skippy. <laughs> Other local news, since we're, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left, I uh, want to do a shout-out to Heather Orr. She's the former Montgomery High School uh, choral teacher. She has now been named the Montgomery the, the director of the Montgomery County Choral Society. And I'll be talk- Is that a lateral move? Like, what in the world of choral societies? Well, you're your little high school coach, and then you're overseeing a— Aren't they a really big deal here? Yeah. In fact, I'm going to be grabbing—I mean, Heather, if you're listening— uh, I'll be calling you soon because uh, in just a few short months, next spring, we'll be having our rising stars and legends yeah. here in Montgomery County. And I'm looking for talent for that. So I will be calling you, Heather. If you're listening, be warned. If That's you know so her, weird. warn her. Yeah. Okay, before we go, though, I had to ask you this because you probably know more about academia than I do. Uh, I was reading an article about Vermont Law School revoked – 12 of their like 19 professor tenures okay isn't when tenure has been announced and i would love if an audience member is listening and help me out understanding i thought tenure was a guarantee yes so when you do something like this does that mean like you get sued they're opening themselves up for for a lawsuit uh that's the problem with permanent placement like tenure yeah and and see that's why there's that shift in in uh, unions, you know, where the Supreme Court just ruled 
you're, you can't, you can no longer force someone to, to join your union. Unions, that, that's a death knell to unions. I have a feeling that, that union represents, representation will plummet very soon because it was like with the ACA, and I, I, this is not an anti-Democrat thing or anything, uh, people are going, oh, yeah, 14 more million people are, are now health, uh, covered by health care. No, 14 more million people were forced to get health care. There's a difference. There's, and then so when the current president removed the only, individual mandate. But you're saying the union stuff, that's only for governmental No, 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 it's unions. Unions were forcing people to pay dues. Yeah, but where? whether or not they were in the union. But not every single union. Did no, that. not every single union, but enough of them that what they said no union can do this now. Okay. And much like, so it's all the perception when the individual mandate of the American uh, Affordable Care Act was revoked by the current president. People going, oh, now 14 million fewer people are, are being covered. No, they can still be covered. They just, so the they're not being forced so anymore. The, so the tenure thing. By guaranteeing someone saying, permanent employment. You take it away, well, you well, shouldn't do well, it. Well, Vermont's arguing, the school law school is arguing that they needed to reconstruct, uh, restructure the program, which, I mean, granted, that might be a big deal. And when you find yourself having 19 member, 19 you know, professors on tenure, meaning they're never going to die or never going to leave, you know, they might they have to figure out how to pay them. And so that's the problem now. And, and Brett was going where I was going. You can lose tenure, but it's usually on, you know, on the professor uh, for a felony, you know, you know, something hardcore. Uh, it's also like diplomatic immunity. It can be revoked. You know, you can't just get diplomatic immunity and then go murder people in the street. It can be revoked by your host nation, uh, by, by your mother nation uh, immediately. And you are subject to the laws of, of the land. So it's a mistake to offer permanent, anything or, or we're going to pay for you forever and then figure out what happens if we don't have that money anymore stuff like this happens well i mean how long has tenure been around oh i i would presume countless decades i, I can't go so far to say centuries but they don't offer that anywhere besides universities right not as tenure no okay. interesting i'm always trying to wonder that stuff out do you have tenure I do not have tenure. Too bad. Here's on Lone Star Community Radio. Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We got Priyanka coming in pretty soon. So if you have your reality questions, save it and let us know on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Dick and Skippy on the air. 10.05 on the dot. Creeping up to 82 degrees already. Uh, yeah, we did determine, or Brett did determine, that, uh, quote, we don't have the money is indeed a valid reason for revoking tenure. But it kind of proves my point. Don't promise stuff to people with the condition of, oh, I'm going to, you know, you're safe. You can't be fired until you can be, until we run out of money. So, just that that's my take on that. But I do feel for, you know, these professors being out of a job 
and and hope they they get employment soon. I, I hate anyone losing their job in any way, shape, or form. So there we go. Later on, okay. assuming all things go well, we'll have Priyanka Jory in the studio. Uh, she runs Woodlands Eco Realty as well as Pure Months Animal Sanctuary, and just uh, loves animals and she loves coffee too. So we'll have Conroe Coffee ready for her as she walks into our hint hint our studio that has been beautifully cleaned by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. So tell me about this uh, spree killer you're talking about in Houston. Yeah, so Jose Gilberto Rodriguez has been caught after a chase. This is a, uh, we had our own serial killer here in Houston. Uh, three people dead. Horrible. I don't want to give this guy too much press. Uh, there's enough of it going out there. But a bad man. How did they connect all the murders? Is it like just. Timeline. Just, I mean, was it based off description of the. Yeah, part? timeline. And let's say, you know, the first person was murdered and their car was stolen. So that car is at the second crime. Someone says, oh, yeah, I saw this blue. Buick Impala or, you know, whatever, um, using uh, timelines, using security for the footage. It's easy to tie together, especially, you know, same um, MO uh, of death. So fortunately, only three people were killed because this guy apparently allegedly has zero concern for human life and was an actual. He's, he's been by uh, Chief Garcia. HPD Chief Garcia has been called a serial killer. So it's not just a guy going on a little killing spree, you know, like robbing. So a I always bank. wonder what, like, what that really means. Does that mean they, is that for public reasons or is that for actual prosecution reasons? Like, uh, we can dub you a serial killer, which means we can send you to, you know, life. Good plus question life, on that. Because as a serial killer, well, here's the thing, it would almost cover you. It's like, I feel like it's more a of a serial, buzzword. Well, yeah, it is because to give it a legal tack, uh, this is going to sound weird, but a serial killer would be better off than someone who committed a hate crime killing. Okay. Because hate crime, you know, as a serial killer, oh, I didn't hate him. I'm just, I'm a psychopath. I like killing people. So there's no hate behind it. So you're not under the hate crime statute. There's no motive. You know, there's not felony murder. Like, okay, if I kill, if I'm robbing a bank, if I'm committing a felony and I kill someone, that's called felony murder, which is even worse. Well, if I'm just a serial killer, I'd. Just killing them was the felony. I wasn't a felony on top of a felony. There's no motive mm -hmm. to add on to. So, you gotta be, yeah, I'll be interesting to see what the legal ramifications of serial killer are because legally, from what I've been able to determine just over the last 90 seconds in my head, it gets you off on some stuff or, or lessens the impact to be a serial killer. But anyhow, he caught. Bad man going away. Bye-bye. Hey, it looks pretty rough, too. Yeah. He has one of those, like, tear tattoos. And sooner or later, it's going to come out if the guy was here legally, illegally, deported. Uh, you know, it's all. But right now, we had a bad man killing people, and he's not killing them anymore. Yeah. So huzzah. You know, it's also interesting. Around the same time, there was an announcement. Uh, some some churches in Houston were removing the no gun sign, and what they are, what their response for people asking why are they removing it is they feel that it invites people who wanted to cause harm mm -hmm. to the area. Have you noticed that every school shooting happens in a gun-free zone? Well, aren't all schools gun-free zones? Yeah, that's my point. So it's to, to, to designate something a gun-free zone, all that does is put out a big well, neon right. sign well, to someone thing, with a gun. i got to ask somebody who is a gun owner or more of a concealed hand, person who carries their weapon on them. Mm -hmm. I imagine through the education process, they kind of tell you, hey, it's illegal to, like from what I understand, it's illegal to ha have a weapon on you. Even if you're licensed, if you're drunk or if you're in a bar 
or if you're in a place that says a gun-free zone kind of thing. Like I think public schools and then the courthouses and stuff like that, right? Like it's illegal. Like if you get caught, you get your gun take, you, you get your license taken away, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think people who don't have concealed handgun license, do you think they care or not if there's a sign? People who illegally carry a gun. So let's say if I'm a, you know, I'm. Say you forgot. I forgot that I don't have a license. Yeah. It's like driving a car, forgetting you don't have a driver's license. Okay. Um, and go, going back to the uh, um, to the previous topic real quick, uh, uh, answering Brett on that. Brett does say persons commit multiple murder. Or well, the reason, capital murder kind of, the well, the reason I was trying to go with this is. Say you do remove the signs, that still may it still doesn't mean it's illegal or not illegal. It means it's still legal. If the sign is removed, then you can carry your weapon in. There has to be signage. I, I think there's certain areas that are protected under the, the especially per state. Well, we're talking to Texas or we're Houston. About Texas. Texas or Houston, because remember there are different ordinances. That's what, that's what I'm interested in seeing. How they how they fulfill this kind of how they fulfill the law well if it is illegal to carry a gun onto church premises which i I don't see that being a law but let's say if it is then the sign doesn't matter Mm -hmm. taking it down because it is illegal although it could be a gray area because it is the responsibility of the facility to post the signage so the church could actually be held at fault for breaking the law yeah but if it's if it's up to the church on whether or not they, uh, um, well, I, I know that's just kind of the the known myth about the signs, about what what's really enforceable, what's not. And I'd be interested to know who who's gone through the education, what seems to be what is true, or talk to a lawyer, because I imagine there's scenarios that are very unique that, you know, I'm across from a, a walkway from it, and I'm in my car. Yeah, a law can't be set up to where it's impossible to not go through. But the, law, but the signs posted on the on the on you know the street sign, which I'm parked next to, mm-hmm. does that still count? Is like a line? Good or question. It- we need a lawyer in here. Just real quick, a five second response to, to Brett. Absolutely, uh, multiple murder. But different states have what counts as multiple. I believe it used to, it's four. If you kill four people, that's a capital offense or one cop. So to kill three, not necessarily capital. So. A capital case doesn't really fall into this serial killer right now, um, depending on how the people were killed. If they were killed in one crime or separate crimes, I believe that comes into it as well. And unfortunately, the number. Yeah. So moving on from that, we got Priyanka Jory getting ready to come in the studio with Woods and Zico Realty and Pure Much Animal Sanctuary. Stay tuned. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Nobody come, 
Welcome back. Orange Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm still Skippy. He's Dick. Yeah. Conversation going on on the air and off the air. Great. Keep the conversation going. Uh, just to wrap up pre- previous topic, uh, Brett did say in Texas, you're subject to capital murder if someone has a heart attack while you're robbing a Valero. Correct. It's felony murder. A fel- felony is being committed. Uh, not robbing the Valero and killing someone is not necessarily capital murder, but robbing the Valero which they're all becoming Circle K's now, so just thought I'd throw that out there. But that's a felony, and any death that happens during a felony is a felony murder, a.k.a. capital. Do you think there's a lawyer out there who loves cases like that? Where they oh, can, yeah. Like, you can just kind of find loopholes and figure all that stuff out? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Everybody hates defense lawyers until they need one. Then you want the best. You want the, the defense attorney who knows every loophole and technicality known to mankind. I just want Betty Mason. Phone Perry Mason. Perry Mason only lost one case in his entire career, mm-hmm. and then he found out that the person, the one he, he lost, it was it was someone else. So it would all it all came out in the wash. But that strange voice you heard on the air is Priyanka Jory. If you're watching us on Facebook <laughs> yeah. Live or YouTube Live, you see we got Priyanka here at the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So Priyanka owns Woodlands Eco Realty and Executive Rentals. So she is a, a area realtor. Uh, 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 what's the other, uh, not an agent, not a booking broker. Agent. Broker. Thank you. I, I broker had, owner. Broker <laughs> owner. And also, so we're going to talk about some realty stuff around here, but also Priyanka runs Pure Mutt's Animal Sanctuary, which is exactly what it sounds. She, she rescues dogs, especially like special needs dogs. And I saw the latest posting that you actually had a blind and deaf dog found, find the sofa and said, I'm going to. So it's not that it. you found the sofa because. <laughs> As you know, all the dogs are free mm-hmm. and run around the house. So that sofa has been there. So one of my real estate clients, when she bought a new house and they were moving, they said, hey, Priyanka, we want to buy a new sofa. So here, this is for your dogs. So my dogs are obviously spoiled. That sofa has been there for almost six months, which my sofas do not last that long. And finally, day before yesterday night, Casper, our blind and deaf dog, decided like, it has been here for too long. It's time to redecorate. Okay, so we have the Helen Keller of dogs destroying <laughs> a sofa in your house. And the best part about this is you don't care. You're not freaking out and yelling no. at the dog. This is dogs being dogs. This is normal. <laughs> like in my household, that's like, you know, they were having fun and they decided let's destroy the sofa. So we go through sofas. We go through beds as you know, comforters and things like that all the time. My clients know it, our supporters know it. So we just like, you know, okay, guys, time to bring your donations. We need, so, oh, by the way, we need twin beds. So we need four twin beds because four twin beds have been destroyed in our animal cabins. And apart from them, we are looking for really nice sofas, sofa chairs for our special need dogs to lounge around and watch Animal Planet in. So if you guys haven't heard of or seen Pure Mutts, it's uh, here in Montgomery County. It's Three acres, right? Almost, yeah. <clears throat> Nearly It's three. like half that size. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was three. In my... It feels like three acres. It's okay. one and a half acres, but the way we have allocated space. So, but, so we're, we're going to talk through like Priyanka's history here because it's like a really awesome history going on there. You don't have like a hot date in the next 15 minutes, do you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Good. Okay, cool. So Priyanka, as you may have guessed, if you're listening to her on the air, uh, she's not from Lubbock. Oh, come on. My Texas accent is so perfect. <laughs> I just call them border accents. Border accents? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Priyanka is from India mm-hmm. and has this, like this really amazing story. I, I've had the uh, 
joy of, of talking with her about her past before. So grew up in India mm-hmm. and came to America because... Because I wanted to be a pilot. I got my pilot license and then I was flying for a very small airlines. Then I was tricked into, I joke, tricked into, but um, the biggest airline in India, Air India, was hiring briefing officers. And I was convinced as at that time, there were no women pilots in there, that if I join as a ground crew, as soon as they start hiring women pilots, I would be internal candidate and have a first chance. And after briefing my classmates and uh, other guys for two years and watching them getting commands and flying their own aircrafts, I got really depressed. <coughs> and my bosses were, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that dust is killing. I told you, Dick. <laughs> but uh, my bosses asked me why I have stopped smiling and laughing. And I just told them that I can't take it anymore. And <coughs> they gave me time off to go and do anything I want. So being International Airlines, I got a free ticket to come to U.S. and try geology because that's what I've wanted to study. But as a hobby, it was supposed to be six months to a year kind of gig. But the government changed. And in India, Air India is government airlines. So as soon as the government changed, the management changed, and new management called me in the middle of semester and said, you need to come back tomorrow or you don't have a job. And being who I am, nobody tells me what to do. (laughs) I can vouch for this. (laughs) So I told them I'm not coming back. I stayed behind and finished my degree in petroleum geology. Okay, so comes to America because you got a commercial pilot's license. This isn't just like flying a Cessna around the, the neighborhood. This is actually flying jets for businesses. Comes to America. They say you got to come back or you don't have a job. You go, bye-bye. How do you say bye-bye in Indian? You don't say it like that. You say it very politely. It's like, I don't think so. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. But <laughs> and, and so stayed here, went to university and got a degree in petroleum geology. Yeah, master's. So master's, six, I'm sorry. Holy cow. No, six months turned into six years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're in the petroleum industry now. I was. And, I mean, at this point in your life, yeah. you're the other. Then mm-hmm. what happened? Well, so... Uh, I actually wanted to be an environmental geology, and uh, <clears throat> Shell saw my presentation somewhere in American Association of Petroleum Geology Conference, and they asked me to come and interview with them, which, again, I refused and declined until my advisor and head of my department forced me to go, and Shell hired me, and I stayed with them for three years. Then I came to Anadarko because I thought it's too big of a company, I'm unhappy, I wanted to change the world and it wasn't happening. Joined Anadarko and then realized it wasn't the companies, it was me. And I wanted to save special need animals. They always came first. But when you're working in corporate America, they have expectations. They expect you to work for them, attend meetings, do whatever. How dare they? Exactly. I was a horrible employee. Did did you do the whole, do you know who I am? (laughs) Exactly. I've done that from time to time. It doesn't work. No, it wasn't that. It was just like, hey, I just got a call. The dog is hit by a car. I need to go now. And if you have meetings going on or you're expected to show for a meeting, they expect that that you show for that. And for me, it was life or a meeting kind of thing. So that wasn't working out. And uh, I became a senior geologist. A lot of responsibility and everything. But 
I was just not happy. I was making money that was helping me do what I was doing, rescuing animals, but I was spending more time at work versus taking care of the animals that I wanted to do. So I had to walk out. Okay, so the petroleum geologist who worked at Shell in Houston came to Anadarko in the woodlands, so that got you in the neighborhood, realized you want to rescue dogs, but the 9 to 5 just wasn't allowing that. Mm -hmm. And so what did you just wake up one Tuesday and say, ah, real estate? Not really. So I walked out of that job without any plans. I thought, like, I got rich colleagues, I got rich friends. I'll just start a nonprofit, take care of the dogs, and they will make donations, and everybody will be happy. I hate asking for money. I hate asking for donations. So first two years after quitting my job, I lived on my savings, and petroleum geology industry pays you very well. So luckily, I'm blessed that I had that to fall back on. But within two years, I ran out of all those things and I needed to make a decision to go back to petroleum industry or do something else. And I was so miserable when I was working in a corporate America. I knew I have to do it for my animals, but it most probably would have killed me. I would have just died of boredom and uh, just unhappiness. So I always invested in real estate as a hobby when I was a geologist, just for fun every six months, I will buy a property, get it all nice and pretty. And that's what I liked about it. And I just happened to make money. So I said, okay, let me try that again and see. It was a desperate thing that I was trying and turned out I'm really good at it. (laughs) That just, first six months, I made enough money and had enough time to take care of dogs and pay all my vet bills. And I said, I'm going to just stick with it. So that's how the real estate site started. It was supposed to be just real estate investments, but then my past colleagues started calling and said, hey, can you help me buy a house or sell a house? You're good at negotiating. You're good at this. And the brokerage side was born just out of like everything else that I'm telling you. Things just happen in my life that are not planned and they just worked out really good. Mm-hmm. So both investment sites, investment companies started flourishing and the brokerage site started flourishing. And now we have really good successful business in real estate that is helping our Purimus Animal Sanctuary. Cool. What separates Woodlands Eco Realty from, because obviously there's a lot of real estate presence in the Woodlands right. and it's growing. So uh, does everyone who buy a house get a dog from you? I mean, how, how does that, how's, <laughs> how's that turn out there? Well, most of our clients have are dog lovers and I'll say 100% of our clients. So when people find me, I don't know if you noticed, when you go online and look at my name or search for my name, my pictures show up and most of the time it's with the dogs. Every time it's with a dog. <laughs> right. So when I first got my realtor license to help my colleagues, I had to go and work for a brokerage firm. And my broker told me this was a very unprofessional picture because I had a picture of Pitbull kissing me that I made my profile picture or my headshot. And I told them, well, this is a, my favorite picture. And he says, you're going to turn off a lot of people who don't like dogs. And for me, it was like, Best thing. I mean, that means the people who the, don't like don't dogs are not dealing with people who do like dogs. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the best decision I made. Like I said, I don't listen to people. I do my own thing. And that has brought me a lot of business. People who come to me after doing my Google search kind of thing, they are coming to me. They are dog lovers. And then they look at the reviews and say, okay, so not only she loves dogs, she also is good in what she's doing. So that kind of combines it. We call our company, company with a cause. Coming in with a cause, okay. So that's the company, like whole reason Woodland Seeker Realty is founded 
or I got into real estate so I can support my animal sanctuary. That is my calling. That's my passion. And it's not like a secret. I mean, you let people know your clients, like I'm selling you your house and this money is going to help me help these dogs. Yeah, exactly. That, otherwise I won't work. <laughs> so, I, mean, I would rather spend time with dogs and taking care of them, especially the special need. I love older dogs. I love hospice dogs. I love taking care of them when they're injured and sick. And it takes a lot of time and it has tremendous amount of vet bills that come with it. So to pay those bills and take care of all that expense, I have to generate money somehow. So what is the best way? It's like I really enjoy doing real estate. I love negotiating and I joke about it. Like I'm from India. I grew up haggling. So that's why my I'm horrible at it. The, my favorite car was a Saturn uh -huh. because you didn't argue over the price. Right. No matter where you bought the Saturn, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the anti- negotiator. Oh, so you should I take me someone, along. Yeah, I was going to say, I need someone like you to... I love negotiating. And I think it's like in my genes coming from India. It must be... Is, the, that, is like everything there is like you go to the grocery you store? You haggle, yeah. Unless I, you haggle and get like a lower price, you feel like you have been cheated. So a lot of my American friends, when they go to India, they get like, you know, oh, we paid this much. I was like, why? You're supposed to... <laughs> it's like paying like sticker price on a car. Right, yeah. Okay, I, I got this, not a Saturn. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the real estate uh, in like the Woodlands, Montgomery County in the area, because there's a lot of growth going on now. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, like Exxon was moving in. Mm -hmm. I think there was like this big boom of everyone's going to build everything. Yeah. How did that turn out? And, you know, what was it and what's it going to be? So we are very oil industry dependent. Um, when oil prices are up, we do really well. When oil prices are down, we don't do as well. So we don't track the economy like rest of the country does. So when country was doing very poorly, we were still doing well when you were watching on TV when say like, you know, oh, the real estate market has crashed. We were actually doing very well over here. Oh, okay. When Exxon was moving 2013 and 14, we actually went so high in prices that I was feeling we were in a bubble because prices should not be that high. Then 2015 and 16 came along, oil prices went down. We started getting the adjustments. So 2015, we did not lose value. We got adjusted for the price that were too high. 2016 and 17, we actually saw there were no job growth over here. There were people who were scared to sell their homes because they don't want to move out. They were scared of losing jobs or not having jobs kind of thing. So it was impacting the community and prices came down. There was a lot of inventory. So it was buyer's market. I was telling all my investors, it's time to buy. But everybody starts thinking like, oh, market is so bad, they forget what the past was. Now that all prices are coming back up, market has started moving up. We're going to get into seller's market again because I'm seeing a lot of job growth, as you said. So right now I have relocation clients. I have like six or seven clients for the last two or three months, every month, six or seven clients. And that's just me. Imagine all the realtors, what they are saying. A lot of people are buying, a lot of people are renting, they are coming in. This inventory is getting absorbed very fast. Like we had a really good sale last month and this month in um, real estate market that we haven't seen in the last two or three years. So market is booming. Market is going. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're still hanging with Priyanka Jory from Woodlands Eco Realty and Executive Rentals and Pyramid's Animal Sanctuary. We're going to talk more about, well, houses and dogs. <laughs> Burning 
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. 10.34 on the dot in the mornings in Lone Star Studios. Dick and Skippy and special guest Brianka Jory here talking to us off the air uh, about um, the state of animal welfare in, in the area. And there are just there are too many animals that need help, right? Okay. So this is like, I'm so proud of our city. But one thing I'm really embarrassed about Houston as a whole and suburbs, including us, Montgomery County and Harris County, we are the worst cities and counties in the country if you're an animal. We have tremendous animal lovers, but then we have larger population that does not understand spaying and neutering, essentials of spaying and neutering. We have backyard breeders who every weekend sell dogs, $25, $50 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. People who buy these dogs from them do not understand. So right now, Montgomery County Animal Shelter has over 800, 900 animals that have been dropped off over there because people did not plan for their pets when they planned on their vacation. And people do not realize animals have feelings. Animals have attachments to their family. They treat them like objects and things. So they are being dropped off because family is going vacation, but they will get another dog or cat when they come back. It's a repetitive cycle that we see every year. And no matter how much we try to educate, people just are not getting it. And we people demand for no-kill shelters. We can't do no-kill shelters. Crab, cramming dogs and cats, three or four in a small space is not ideal. Right. The fight breaks out, they get stressed out, it's more humane to let them go. And as a rescuer, it's a horrible thing to say for me. I want to save every animal, but I would rather that they have a good life than bad life. Right now in my messenger, I have messages from three different people in spring who are trying to get help for dogs that are tied outside, no food, no shelter, no water. And these are neighbors that other neighbors are trying to Context like, you know, we call the animal control. They can go help them. These dogs, dogs are dying. Dogs, you know, are just out there. Families are nowhere to be found. Most probably they are on vacation. I do not have resources to help all these three families. There are two or three dogs in each situation. And I'm trying to figure out what to do. So when we go, we are going to provide food and water. We are going to build a shelter over there. It's a horrible thing to say that we may have to leave these dogs in place because there's no other place. If they go to the shelter, they will be put down. We are full as a shelter. Most of the rescue groups are full. It's a problem that I don't see how to conquer. Well, it sounds like you need the help. Now, I know we're talking about two different things. We're talking real estate, we're talking pets, but let's stick with the pets for right, mm-hmm. right now because uh, obviously with Pure Much, so you're a 501c3 nonprofit, yeah, right? Nonprofit. So, you know, people listening in, check this out, you know, Brianka takes them in. This is something, and when I say special needs dogs, first one I met over there, uh, her name was uh, Mabel, three-legged dog who's just the sweetest thing ever. And and so these dogs need help. She needs the furniture. She needs the, the, the resources to get them going because 
the animal shelters filled, CAPS is filled, uh, SPCA is filled, uh, everyone's filled up, and and it's a situation. So go to puremutsanimalsanctuary.com, find out how you can help these animals here, help Priyanka save these animals. Uh, Priyanka really does walk the walk as well as talk the talk. This woman actually fussed at me because I cut down a tree in my yard, and she's like, it should have been moved, and I realized after the fact because... <laughs> Yeah, apparently trees are alive too, according to yep. Priyanka. Yes. So there we go. So a lesson learned from that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is a, uh, again, there's no easy solution to this, right? You, you know, people aren't going to tomorrow magically start spaying their dogs. and. No, I think education, getting to the schools. If we teach kids today, they're going to become citizens tomorrow, the adults who will make right decisions. And if we teach kids today, they are going to take that information back home and tell their parents, like, what is right, what is wrong. We did it when I was growing up in India. India had a really big or high population of uneducated people. I mean, we got free 1948, right? So I'm talking about the school. When I was in school, we were taught things that we would go and tell our parents that teacher said this or teacher said that. And that changed the society. I go back to India now, and things are really different. And I think that's where it helped India. So I think same thing can be applied over here. If we start educating our kids about animal welfare, I think we can change the society. So more school education and exposing kids to animals, bringing maybe classes to animal shelter, let them come mm. and feed to the dogs and animals or cats, whatever. I think there's a solution. We just have to implement it. Now, once upon a time, many, 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 many years ago, I, I did seasonal job at a mall pet store. Uh, I know. <clears throat> and what didn't last long for that very reason that I knew there were a lot of animals. And I, I know, especially around Easter time, you get all these ducklings and, and chicks well, and all I, the kids. are. Eh. How do you do it as like from an educational standpoint where people get pets? What, what is the ultimate solution for being able to distribute a dog? Because you're you're kind of saying that the puppy mills are always a bad thing because there's more numbers being put into the area that can withhold. Because you know, in our family, we're, we're typically a one dog family. But now I look at my I laugh at my parents have they gone older. Now they have three dogs, and I'm like, why would y'all get three dogs if y'all are older? Like you don't want to you don't have the energy to to give it the all three of them their love. You know what they what dogs require. And I'm not it's just like, well, it's just one of those things we didn't want to lose the other dog. So we took the other dogs and it was more of they care about animals. So what what would the ultimate solution be for ha like basically where do I get a new dog? Was it just going to be just from the shelters or? Yeah, shelter has so a lot of people have this misconception that they need to go and buy dogs from a breeder. Unfortunately, my personal friends have done it where I got really upset and they said, oh, but I wanted this particular breed. I wanted a cockapoo or whatever, right. yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. So imagine so many people who do buy dogs from breeders, not everybody keeps them. They have to turn them in for one reason or another, right? So instant gratification, that part is over and now you have a dog who's chewing everything. So these breeds also end up at the shelter. You just have to be patient. So if you want a particular breed, you can still get it from the shelter. It may not be today, but contact rescuers like me. I have resources and I have contacts all over the country with other rescue groups. So if you say, I want this particular breed for one reason or another, I can get you that breed. You have so to be patient. You don't also you don't just take care of animals. You also 
are open for adoptions and yes. things like that. We so, have a bunch of dogs that are ready for adoption <laughs> that people can come and play with and figure out. We have people who come to the sanctuary and our requirement is you have to have time. You can't come and say, point out to a dog that I want that dog. So it's not about appearance. You it's have an to actual switch. fostering and adoption process. Exactly. So you have to learn their, like, what their personalities are. I have people who wanted one particular dog because they saw it on our website and they came and realized that that dog is not a fit for their family. They fell in love with a completely different dog. <laughs> we have people who come for one dog and adopted two or three dogs, like you were saying. I say, oh, they are best friends at the sanctuary. They play together well. I can't separate them. So those things are possible. And let's be honest, you, you know, your pure breeds, they're, they're great for what they are, you know, mm -hmm. their show dog and stuff, but no one loves you like a mutt. Oh, yeah. So pure mutt's name, it's a pun, because when we, I was starting a sanctuary, everybody was asking, so which breed you are going to rescue? Because people are so used to rescue groups being one particular Schnauzers, breed. Schnauzers, greyhounds. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to rescue all the mutts. And then pure mutts is a pun, because all are. Dogs mostly are mutts, but we do get special breed also, but we always adopt them out at mutts because I don't want person to say, I'm adopting this dog because of this breed only. You have to love our dogs. However, they come blind, deaf, three-legged. I like the yeah. silver paw program you have. Oh, yeah, silver paw program because I love my hospice cases and my older dogs. And a lot of people turn in their older dogs, which breaks my heart. Well, that's what I was trying to convince my parents to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, they, they, you can get an older dog. Exactly. So like you don't have to do the walking all three dogs every day. But, you know, they, that's what they choose to do. Yeah. But I was like, you know, because one of my, uh, my best friend got a silver, silver paw. Mm -hmm. And he loves it because it's like, it's really easy. He hangs out at the house. And They're it's the not, best dogs. He's like, you don't have to like worry about training the, mm -hmm. you know, inside. Don't pee and poop. Right. And Yeah. Our dogs then we got from the, the shelter and he's four years old when we got him. And so. He was past the two. He just wanted to lay around, stink up the place, and have his belly scratched. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I know. Uh, like, people say, like, how do you handle 40 dogs? All those older dogs, they just lounge around. They <laughs> go out in the sun from their doggy door. They come back in, sit on the sofa, and watch Animal Planet. Uh, speaking of older dogs, and, and we're running out of time. I know we have, like, different topics to mm -hmm. talk about. So, uh... Uh, we are talking with Priyanka Jory. So she's a business owner with Within Seeker Realty. She's a broker owner, uh, a realtor. And so in the area, believe me, if you're buying or selling, she knows what she's talking about. You go to woodlandsecorealty.com. She also runs Pure Mutt's Animal Sanctuary, puremutsanimalsanctuary.com. Uh, uh, it's a shelter. It's a sanctuary. It's an, you, know, you can adopt. You can foster. And she's looking for stuff there. But you also do one, another thing as well. And this is Acorn Manor. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to talk about Acorn Manor because this is so cool. So it's a senior living facility. Right. Uh, old folks home for old people like me. But what separates this from like all the others in the universe? So as everything revolves around real estate and dogs, I was getting calls from people who are older, moving into assisted living facilities and had to give up their dogs. Or from kids whose parents have passed away and they had older dogs that needed to come to the shelter. And I wanted to have a program where when people are losing everything, when they're moving into assisted living, they're lo losing their home, furniture, everything, and not losing, they're leaving it behind. Mm -hmm. And then they have to give up on love of their lives, their pets. So I wanted a facility where they can bring their pets, but not only they can bring their pets, but when they pass away, if family cannot take those pets back, which was happening in a lot of cases, they can come to our sanctuary and stay there and live their natural life. 
And that's the part that nobody else was providing and doing because there are assisted living facilities that may take a dog or a cat with you mm-hmm. or they will have their resident dog or cat. But I want it where it's the next step where you know when you leave this world that your pet will be taken care of, of their natural life and they won't be put down just because you pass away. So that's Acorn Manor. It's a Woodlands assisted living facility. Uh, it's a smack dab, beautifully located uh, just off of I-45 smack dab in the woodlands uh with the dogs just running around and and yes. i've been there and the old people love the dogs the dogs love the old people and it's just really cool yeah we have a hospice dogs right now her mom passed away and she herself has a cancer we got her leg amputated but sadly cancer is back uh and it's in her uterus now so she's on last leg but mm. uh, she's loved and uh, she runs a corn manor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen this is a three-legged dog. I, saw, like, yes, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So anyone wants to find out more about Acorn Manor, where do they go to? Acorn Manor Assisted Living Facility.com. Okay, Acorn Manor Assisted Living Facility.com or just get a hold of Priyanka. She's got a great Facebook presence. Uh, uh like I said, pure much animal sanctuary.com, realty.com. So many cool things. This is an awesome lady, does a lot of great causes. She's huge in the community. She just keeps winning awards that she feels uncomfortable taking. Uh, but no, this is, this is a gal who, who talks the talk and walks the walk. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. You got to come back. Tell us more. Can I bring dogs? Sure. All right. You're on. <laughs> I oh, think Dick uh, just I had th- a think, heart attack. No, I think we can. Yeah? Well, yeah. We had 30 high school students in here. Yeah, couldn't we couldn't smell any worse. Oh. Than- <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dogs don't smell bad at all. <laughs> You're listening to Dick and Skippy. We'll be back for our final section. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hello. <laughs> I love throwing you off sometimes. I know, right? Welcome back. 1051 on the dot in the Lone Star Studios with Dick and Skippy. Been listening to, uh, talking Woo. with Brianka Jory, Woodlands Eco Realty, Pure Mutt Animal Sanctuary, and Acorn Manor Assisted Living with Dogs. This is awesome stuff. So find out all about her. Uh, Priyanka, P-R-I-Y-A-N-K-A, Jory, J-O-H-R-I. Look her up on Facebook or get one of our websites. We'll be posting them up. Uh, listen to us on podcast. Find out how you can help uh, Woodlands Eco Real. Uh, sorry, up here in my Animal Sanctuary, or if you need to buy or sell a house, or looking for uh, like relocation services, uh, she's your Huckleberry. There we go. Yeah. So got some a lot of topics we didn't cover today. So we'll so talk we'll, about them tomorrow. Yeah, we gotta we gotta close it down. Oh, close already, it down already. Yeah. But- I missed you already, Dick. I missed yeah. you yesterday. There was there was a there was a void. Yeah, it's definitely throwing me off. I definitely had that moment where you're sitting there and your brain goes blank, and you're like, "I'm supposed to be doing something right now." <laughs> I know, right? And then so I tuned into the to the show. I went to irlonestar.com and heard my own voice coming back to me, and realized, "Wow, I have a voice for a mime show." There we go. 
Well, tomorrow we actually have another special guest. Well, We're going to have Leaping Butterfly Ministries in the studio, talking about their upcoming fundraisers and good stuff like that. So that's a lot of fun. If you or you know anyone interested in being a guest on the show, reach out to us at MWLS, MWLS for Mornings Lone Star, <laughs> at IRLoneStar.com. That's our email address for the show, or we got social media, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, and you can uh, check out today's show on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook, and our podcast. We got a good week this week, and uh, yeah. Anything else you want to close down with or say Ten, goodbye? Well, or? tonight, just uh, one final um, event you can go to at Rogers Stein Chiropractic Center right there off 105. They got their ladies' night out. Now, I got a pity invite, but I think I've been told I have to dress up as a woman if I want to go there. So I'm going to bow out of this one. But if you're a lady, go to this event. It's an annual event, and it's going to be wine and hors d'oeuvres and many massages and a great networking event for women. Meanwhile, I'll be working on how the men can have a men's night out and what we can do in return. All right. Roger Stein Chiropractic. Today's show brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and, of course, IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.